Spirits Up Business Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren, today brought to you by my business, Michelle, our prize for lightworker as we get into the show. I am a medium, so I connect past over loved ones. I also read oracle cards. I do readings in my home on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. But if you are anywhere in the world, I can connect to you through Zoom. That's my online platform that I use. Not giving a Zoom a plug, but uh, we, we really are. <laughs> I also do uh, mentorship. I teach you how to discover and develop your gifts. I also teach Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. So Michelle Price, The Lightwork on Facebook. There's a couple of other interesting things that I'll be introducing. And uh, I do a Facebook Live weekly on Monday evening, I should mention, 7.15 p.m. Australian Eastern uh, Standard Time. And I also do joint Facebook Lives, and I do have one coming up uh, this weekend. This obviously is being recorded ahead of time, but I do do them fairly frequently on weekends. So if you want to join Facebook Live with a bunch of different ladies, fabulous ladies, get some guidance, then uh, Michelle Price, a light worker on Facebook, Lauren. You know, it's so funny. Uh, for our listener at home, if this is your first episode, you won't know this, but we pretty much over, we've been doing this podcast for over a year and we pretty much screw up the intro all the time. And yeah. we're not like trying to be funny and trying to screw the intro up. It just, for some reason, it just keeps how uh, we just never get it right. But today we got it right. And I could see that Michelle and I were both holding our breath about like what was going to happen next. And it was just so, <laughs> so smooth. Um, so well done. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to say though, Lauren, last week's was a shocker. Um, it was a dog's breakfast, but because we had to start, because your internet wasn't working, we had to start four or five yeah. times. By the fifth time, we actually got it perfectly. So the end result actually oh, sounds wait. perfect. But the very first one was a dog's breakfast. I did want to reference that. Yeah. But we do our best. That's just, true. Yeah. That's so funny. So today on the show, we are going to be having a pretty cool conversation. We're going to be talking about wishes, prayers, and spells. We're going to be talking about the differences between them. Are there any? We're going to give you a lot of value, of course, about how to uh, make your wishes come true, how to use prayer, what is, um, you know, why does prayer matter? And then we're going to be talking about spells as well. So if you are interested in dabbling a little bit in that, then that's what we're going to be talking about on the show today. But before we get to the theme, Michelle and I do like to catch up because this is where we do our, hey girl, what have you been up to this week kind of chatter. So let's get into that. Michelle, what's going on with you? I see some very interesting show notes here. What's happening? I think you're on mute. So have you got a card today? Oh, right. Card of the day. Yes. Well, you tell so me about your week. I'll, I'll grab it away while you get your card organized over there. Lauren, yeah, I, um, I did have an interesting week and I, I want to start with this because I want to uh, lift the energy a little bit from this point. But I just wanted to mention, I, I do have someone that I'm reading for regularly and she lost her son. And she said something to me yesterday whereby it was an indication that she kind of wanted to join her son and uh, he took his own life. And, you know, that was quite confronting for me. And I just wanted to sort of reference this, I guess, because if, you know, anyone at home listening to this is struggling, uh, Lifeline is really good. Uh, 13, 11, 14 is a really good number. And when I sort of come across this, I guess, in my readings, I rely very heavily on spirit to guide me in terms of, you know, what to say. I also, well, when I say spirit, I'm referring to her son. Uh, please guide me to know what to say to your mum. Uh, it was difficult, you know, because she said her family all lives elsewhere. They don't really care. You know, she feels very isolated. She's lost her son and she just didn't really want to continue. So, you know, Lifeline 13, 11, 14, if you are listening and you are struggling, but um, there are people who are going through stuff at the moment, Lauren. That's why I wanted to just reference this because I've got, you know, a lot of psychologist clients to reference sort of last week and they're passing on their clients to me because their books are full. You know, there's a six to eight month wait list to see someone to talk. So a lot of the uh, psychs that I know are actually recommending their clients come to me as an in-between, you know, go and see Michelle, get some guidance, you know, from spirit here, from your loved ones, la, 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 and then come back and see me in six or eight months because that's, you know, how long you've got to wait. So, you know, it's just interesting. This is a bit of a change and I've been talking to my mentorship clients about this, people who are training up to be healers and readers and stuff like that because I just feel like, you know, this is putting so much pressure on mainstream. It does take time to study psychology and to graduate. So there's going to be a bit of a delay, you know, getting good quality people out there. And one of my clients who is a psychologist actually said to me, she'd hired someone she didn't even like, who's doing a terrible job 
because she runs a practice and she needed another person. And there's like no one out there who's clinically trained as a psychologist, uh, ready to go. They're all employed and they're all, wow. you know, got mass wait lists. So that was shocking for me. And she's like, I feel like I've got to sack this person, but I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because we've got so many people coming in trying to see us. Like they're inundated. And that also puts pressure on the psychologists as well, mentally, you know? Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. We all have to be really understanding of this and open-minded about this. You know, maybe we need uh, more healers. Maybe we need more people who are qualified to help in other ways, you know, to tide people with mental illness and, and struggles, you know, over um, to get them sort of through because, you know, there, I have been dealing with a lot of people lately who have taken their own lives in my readings. Um, again, 13, 11, 14, if you are struggling, but um, it is something that's very real and very at the forefront of my mind, especially after having that conversation with someone who said that to me and not to her own family. You know, she's telling me something very, very personal and, and stuff like that. So just wanted to start with that and I will lift from this point, but I just wanted to acknowledge that. Uh, and I'm thinking of you and we are sending love and light, Lauren and I, to anyone who is uh, also going through stuff at the moment. Uh, and it can be hard with those lockdowns and that sort of thing. So uh, lifting the vibe a little bit late. Last week, I talked about light language, Lauren, um, and we are planning a beautiful activation, myself and two other ladies. So there's three of us. We're going to have around 11 or 12, and this fits in well with our talk topic today as well. I'll be going to have uh, about 11 or 12 women. It's on September 11. So a pretty key date for a lot of people. Many people remember that date. Uh, but with what's happening with Afghanistan and that sort of thing, we just figured, you know, it's, we just trusted spirit. We just said, spirit, what's the date? That's the date we got. So that's what we're doing. So I guess it's like a very, you know, date that we're all going to remember forever. But this is um, a way to maybe change that a little bit, change the energy, because really we're very powerful as women and as uh, humans, not just women. But we're going to get together and do a big activation. So a lot of light language, sound, meditation, movement, um, healing. I'll be going around doing healings on people. So, uh, and we will, we're going to try and stream it. So we're going to try and um, have that live. And if not, we'll record it and maybe be able to post it so people can watch it back. Um, but that's going to be at Condolilla on the Sunshine Coast. And um, yeah, that's September 11. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, change the energy a little bit and um, maybe change that date in our minds because it is quite, um, quite memorable for many of us. Uh, Lauren, and uh, what have you been getting up to your, during your week? Well, I, uh, I took George to the beach yesterday for the oh, first time George. and it was the cutest thing ever. And, you know, he's really sort of trepidatious about the sand. He like went in really slowly and then, not sure, <laughs> and then he not saw sure. the water and he <laughs> went to drink some and of course like gave a crazy face and, but he tried that attempted a few times. So I think he finally learned in the end that um, the flavor wasn't going to change oh. and it was so cute. He just ran around. He was so excited and so happy. And it was just really awesome to see that we, we do, we've moved about an hour and a half away from the beach. So um, I created a trip around taking him to experience that. And also as a puppy, you know, it's important that he socializes, you know, in sort of areas that are a little bit different than just a quiet four acre property full of bush turkeys. So yeah. he, uh, he got to experience that, which I thought was really cool. And that's he got so to cool. meet some new people. So yeah, it was great. Um, one thing that I will say that I've been really getting into lately, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, are I was uh, sort of introduced via another book to the book, The Female Archangels by a woman by the name of Claire Stone. She's a um, angel expert. And so I've been listening to the audiobook through my Hay House subscription, and it was just it's so amazing. It's one of the best finds that I've ever found. I've got to say it, the way that I connect with the, the content, the way that she speaks, um, she goes through every or all about 12 archangels. I'm only on chapter eight right now. Was it Claire Stone? And, uh, Did you say she, Lauren? Claire Stone. Yeah. And she describes mm -hmm. them in every chapter. And then she talks to you about their powers, how to invoke them how to work with them, what they could be used for. And also they're, uh, so basically they share a ray with like an, a male archangel or a quote unquote male, because we know that angels are androgynous, but they have different sort of energies, I guess more masculine or feminine. Uh, so basically what's really fascinating is that every female archangel has a ray that is a, the archangel that's the male that we're all really familiar with. So for example, Archangel Hope, 
she shares a ray with Archangel Gabriel. Archangel Haniel shares a ray with Archangel Nathaniel. Archangel Ariel, I can't remember right now. But then they all share rays with, you know, Michael and um, Zadkiel and Jophiel and all these sort of more well-known archangels. But it's really interesting because we have sort of been taught and encouraged to always look at the male archangels as opposed to the female archangels. So maybe there's a show subject there. We could talk about angels for a show or something like that. And uh, we can talk a little bit more about that. But I've been doing a lot of learning on that. And I just think that it's just so wonderful and you know when you find something that you just can't get enough of yeah, so researching <laughs> um, with my hay house yeah exactly with my hay house subscription i get access to her meditations and also the audiobook but i'm i'm gonna buy her book as well her physical book because i just need to have a copy of it so i can flitter through and look for the different points that i'm trying to get and you know you kind of connect to a physical book in a bit mm. of a different way uh, yeah, so that's basically what I want to share on that. Now, the card for the day today is uh, from the Oracle of the Seven Energies deck. This is from Colette Baron wow. Reed's deck. And the card is number 21, and it says exposed and revealed. So this basically is a photo of an eye. And the eye is open up and it looks like there's almost some sacred geometry sort of happening within the eye shape. And then all around it, there's sort of layers, there's stars, it looks a little bit like scales in some area. And it's just really a rainbow color. And then within it is sort of a naked figure. It almost makes me feel like it's a bit of an elemental, more of a fairy. But for me, it kind of gives the impression of this um, naked figure being kind of in the in the womb and being immersed within you know, sort of the uh, incubation process. Now, when we do look at the exposed and revealed text on the card, I think what's coming to mind for me primarily is being, well, the nakedness is obviously the exposed and the revealed is being able to see that. So I think that one of the things that we want to keep in mind is whether or not, you know, there's something within us that we really want to kind of show to the world, whether it's time for us to step out and to become who we have always wanted to be. What's really interesting too about this card, and I think selfishly, maybe it's a little bit of a card for me, because I just did a um, 30 minutes of meditation through Claire Stones. I just did a bunch of Archangel meditations, right? And uh, for me, I'm really wanting to open up more my third eye and um, just understanding that it's okay and safe for me to see with love and, and all of that. I don't need to be afraid of that. And so I think for me, it's a lot about opening up to this whole other world that is available for me that I think I've been really just sort of nervous about kind of stepping into my power within that. So when I look at this card and I see that there's this figure and then this sort of third eye imagery, it makes me feel that it's ready to step out into my power. So for maybe you, Michelle, or for our listener at home, if there's something that we've been avoiding, if there's something that we're ready to give a go, I think that this card is sort of encouraging us to just get clear on what our limitations are, what our fears are, and just to step into that and step into our power and move along. That's beautiful. All right. Very colorful too. Very, very rainbow. Beautiful colors it was interesting orange i just picked up on the archangels when you were saying about gender and male and female and it's interesting to me because um that lady that you had on your show i can't remember it was a long time ago she did the um archangel meditation um with turkington yes that's it and um she often uses she or he like for shamuel she was saying she but I, my understanding was Shamuel was male yeah. um, and he's yeah. in charge of love and war, also relationships. And, you know, I have seen masculine versions of him, but she was saying she, and it's interesting because a lot of the, um, you know, different people that you've had on your shows, and I think Beloved was another one, is often they will use the male or female kind of back and forth. So my understanding, and, and maybe you know, I'm going to look at Claire and see what she writes because I'm interested in that because I feel like a lot of them are sort of gender neutral. Like, I, I mean, obviously Michael referred to as a male mm -hmm. and Gabriel as a male and all about the archangels, but mm -hmm. Ariel for me is always female. And it's, I think that, um, you know, it's sort of some of the angels when they come through are sort of not really gender, you know, neither way. And same with um, yes. Stuff, it's a sort of non-gender. She did mention that. 
Yeah. She does mention that at the beginning of her book. And also mm. when she's going through the other Ray, like, so when she talked about Shamuel and Gabriel, she yeah. did mention, um, I think it was for Shamuel that there is debate within the angel experts and the angel angelic community, about whether or not Shamuel's male or or yeah. female. Yeah. Um, but for her, because she has a feminine ray to compliment him, she just says that he's a very sensitive, nurturing, motherly type. Mm. Um, and then she talked about Archangel Gabriel being the more feminine of all of the masculine archangels. Mm. So it was really interesting mm. that she did bring up those exact examples. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shamiel her... appears to me as female when he comes through because he comes yeah. through as pink because his color's pink. And I look at him and I go, oh, it's a lady. Yeah. yeah. And then when he comes in, I'm like, no, he's a male. So he comes in as female and he appears to me as male. Yeah. So he appears as both. Yeah. So that's what she was talking about, his yeah. pink robes and all yeah. this stuff. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the show today. So basically we're going to be talking about wishes, spells, and prayers. I have no idea where we originally came up with this subject, but I'm glad we did because I think it's going to be a bit of fun. So essentially one of the things that I think it's important to establish is maybe sort of the differences between wishes, spells, and prayers. So for me, in a way, they're really interchangeable. They're not so different. Um, I have heard it expressed to me before, and I thought it was so cool that spells are basically prayers with props. So when I think about the difference between wishes, spells, and prayers, I sort of think that wishes is almost like an airy fairy kind of, oh, I really wish blah, blah, blah would happen, but I'm not taking any action, or I'm not creating an intention around that, or I'm not generating and putting some movement behind that wish. It's more like, I really wish this would happen, la, 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 like sitting in my room, hoping that a magical thing will happen without any action. So I think that's sort of wishes, but we are going to talk about how you can turn wishes into maybe something that is more actionable in a second. Then we go into spells. Now, for me, I am very new, like super new to spells. It's not a thing that I'm, I've really explored much. It's always something that I did when I was um, in my tweens, I guess you could say, that I always did that sort of stuff. And then I, I didn't do it for a long time. But it's something that I'm interested in. And I think that it was made more accessible to me when it was explained that it's more like prayers with props. Because I guess when I'm thinking about it, if you're writing down a prayer and you're, you're writing it down in your journal and you maybe burn some sage and maybe you want to have a candle while you do that, you're technically doing a spell in a way because you're adding props to your prayers. So we're going to talk about that as well. And then prayers as well. And I'm going to share a really cool story from a book I read recently uh, in which the power of prayer became very obvious. So let's start off talking about wishes. So as I said before, wishes for me are sort of like airy fairy dreams. They're kind of like, I really wish that something would happen. The thing is that you can wish that something will happen, but I believe that you do have to put a little bit of an intention or a little bit of a um, sort of direction behind a wish in order to bring that about. So when I'm thinking about, oh, I really wish that something would happen, I sort of take the time to try to get a little bit more clear on what that outcome really looks like. So instead of going, I really wish that I could work from home, I would say something along the lines of, you know, I really wish that I could make a living doing blah, 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 blah from my home. A little bit more of um, a sculptured kind of wish, a little bit more of a really clear intention behind that. So I think that, you know, if you at home are listening and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I wish for lots of things, then I would really strongly encourage you to get really clear on what that actually looks like, what that what it might feel like, what um, maybe you'll you'll do when that comes to fruition, all the positive things that will come out of that wish being fulfilled. And then coming up with a bit of a plan to sort of bring that into action. So whether or not you want to write down a manifestation list about like, oh, I, I um, you know, really want this clear thing to come about and then you kind of write it down or whether or not you want to start every day acting like you already have created, like that's already come to, to fruition. Um, so I think that those are really important that if you have a wish and you're really serious about having it come to plan, then you need to have a bit of a plan or a strategy to bring it into real life. So we, that's, yeah, I like the way you um, phrased all of that, Lauren. I was writing a few notes down as you were talking. I like the ad props to prayers. Um, I think that's really, really cool. 
Uh, and I agree with you, wishes, you know, sometimes can be a little bit airy fairy. And I, I feel like, I guess, you know, a wish is kind of a manifestation um, for me, but manifestation also starts out as a prayer. So it's almost like for me, I've sort of combined everything. Um, I don't really do a lot in terms of spells, but, you know, I think we can address um, when we are sort of asking for things, in my opinion, um, when we're putting a wish out there uh, or a manifestation, I'm sort of grouping that together. We can sort of address the creator um, if we like. Sometimes that's what I'll do or whoever we believe in. Uh, and we place a request, and this is what I sort of do to manifest, um, and I do sort of see wishes as the same thing, address the um, uh, request, followed by thank you in advance and let it go. So the most important thing with any of this, as Lauren was sort of talking about, you know, yeah, your props, you um, put your intention there, you know, make it all very clear. The most important part of this is letting it go. So, you know, if you think about it in terms of like a uh, dandelion, you know, when you sort of blow the dandelion and make a wish, you watch the little dandelion sort of fly away and that's kind of the release. And I guess it represents that, you know, letting go of your request and allowing that to come back to you. So the most important thing is to let go. We also receive when we're happy. So, you know, I always say to people, go out and make yourself happy. Um, when you have that beautiful light, high vibration, um, that's when all of those beautiful things you're trying to bring in manifest, you know, when you're in um, that right vibration. And that's a little on the lines of Esther Hicks. And I can uh, probably put an Esther Hicks link in to our show notes because uh, that's what Esther Hicks talks about, which teaches uh, Abraham uh, or communicates via Abraham. So um, I, you know, did this after I started my business. I just sort of asked spirit, you know, please give me this um, income. I need a particular income to survive and pay off my mortgages and thank you advance and let it go. And it happened week after week, but it was important for me to let go. And I mean, I think it was a bit of a wing and a prayer for Lauren and I both when we were made redundant because we just sort of didn't realize all of that was going to happen on a Monday. And then we uh, were sort of thrown into this. So I think it's maybe a little bit easier when you do have something like that happen to you to really let it go, like to really have the belief because it's like, you know, this is my only option now. You know, there weren't a lot of journalism jobs and other things. So I sort of was like really a wing and a prayer. Um, but the most memorable wish I ever made, I think, was when I was, I'd run into my church pastor. I was going for a bit of a walk with my dog and ran into my church pastor chatting to him. And then I was walking back through the park and I made a wish and I just said, oh, you know, can you give me a sign? Made a wish, just put it out there to um, spirit and give me a sign. And then I felt something sort of brush past my face. And I remember looking up and I was like, oh my God. And I was looking at this blue sky and I think it was around sort of spring time. And there was just dandelions flying all through the sky everywhere. It may have even been autumn maybe, but it was just, they were flying through everywhere, all through, all above my head. And I was like, wow, what on earth is this? And I actually videoed it because I thought this is just outstanding. This is not normal. And a few people have rubbished it and said, well, you know, they are around at that time of year, Michelle, it's nothing unusual. But for hundreds to appear when there were none at all, you know, I was walking through the park with my eyes open. I wasn't walking with my eyes shut. And I just seen my church pastor and I made this wish and asked for a sign and then, you know, they appeared. So for me, that was something. And I always say to people, you know, other people may rubbish whatever you have seen, even if it's a thing in the clouds, a little sign in the clouds or whatever. Um, but, you know, if it means something to you, it means something to you. And I think that's really important for us to remember, not to rubbish other people's wishes and manifestations. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. That's so true. And, um, you know, very often our signs show up to us in ways that are yeah, unique to you, yeah. to us. Yeah. So exactly like you're talking about, you asked for a sign, you got your sign, therefore it was true. Correct. So, you know, and, and it goes back to the whole idea that sometimes we can't share our dream with everybody. That's it. It's like sometimes really cool, magical things happen. You don't need to tell people around it. You yeah. can just acknowledge it. Thank you. Thank you more, please. And then move along. Mm. So especially if you feel that they're going to, you know, sort of dis, um, dis <laughs> for lack of a better word, they're going to kind of make you doubt what, yeah. you, what you've received from that. Okay. So let's talk about spells now. So spells are, are really fun. As I said, basically earlier, I haven't actually experienced or experimented a lot with spells. So I just want to say that I'm not an expert in this. I did interview an expert though on the afterlight. So I put a link to his, um, to that episode in the show notes. I interviewed a man by the name of Michael and he goes by the glam witch. And so he's all about using glamour and glam for his witchcraft so he's all about dressing up fabulously and his episode is just chock full of amazing 
tips and tricks, how to create spells, all this sort of stuff. It's really cool. fantastic. So if you do want to talk to or go into and, and know a little bit more about an expert, then I would definitely check out that episode. So one of the things that I did learn a lot um, from talking to Michael, but also in general, is basically that spells are prayers with props. Now that term was given to me by, again, a, another afterlight guest, Deb Schaefer, and I put a link to that um, episode in the show notes as well. So when she said that to me, I kind of became a little bit aware that, like I was saying earlier, when we are using sage or we are burning a candle or we are, are writing down our manifestations, that we are essentially doing a bit of a spell. And it's fun. I mean, I don't know about you, but when we add these little things or when I spray my oils or, you know, do any of that fun sort of stuff, it's almost like playing. And um, that's what I think, you know, you're talking about making sure that we're feeling happy and keeping our vibration high. Well, when you're having fun, I mean, that's normally going to be an indicator that you're feeling good. So when you are wanting to create some kind of a spell, you can include things like candles, incenses, herbs, different oils. You can include crystals. Some of the things that you want to keep in mind when you are wanting to be intentional about making your wish come to fruition um, by doing maybe a spirit, a spell, let's say, is you do want to pay attention to some of the ingredients that you are using. So, for example, in my conversation with Michael, I was laughing so hard because I was learning. He basically shared this story of people who go, yeah, I'm just going to intuitively use a black candle for my love spell. And then he goes, black is banishing. So if you're using a black candle in a love spell, it's really not going to work. And I just thought that was so funny. So, you know, you do want to definitely listen to your intuition, but at the same time, there's a lot of validity in color therapy. Um, we're, we are going to be doing an episode in the future about color. Um, and also just sort of paying attention to some of the ingredients that you are using. So if you are wanting to, to do something, to have a little bit of fun, and you have some candles around you, or you're wanting to look into candles that might you know, be uh, sort of indicative of love or bringing in money or abundance or anything like that, just check on, go on Google or, um, but make sure you're choosing a relevant source, obviously, and, um, and see what they say. And then, like I was saying earlier, you can also look up the meaning of colors. And then you can also bring in things like different herbs because lots of different herbs have different properties. So herbs can, you can actually have the dry herbs, you can burn it, or you can also bring in the essential oils. So for example, if you had maybe a chamomile um, essential oil, then chamomile is for long life, money, patience, and sleep. So if you were wanting to do some kind of prayer or spell around maybe bringing in more abundance, maybe you might incorporate some chamomile on some level. Um, if you wanted to maybe bring in some, you wanted to have a little bit more courage, maybe you want to use the herb, which is fennel. Or if you wanted to bring in some more dreams, like prophetic dreams, which Michelle talked about in our last show that she gets a lot of, or you want to incorporate some more or have some more abundance, you might choose jasmine. So jasmine can show up as form of incense or um, oils again. One of the things too that I learned from Michael is also paying attention to timing. So very often when you are wanting to create a wish, you're wanting to take the time to really make that come true via a spell, for example, maybe pay attention to whether or not you're tired, whether or not it's a good time with the moon, whether or not you've eaten a meal and you're feeling a little bit sort of lethargic, you know, just kind of make sure that when you're going to sit down and be intentional about that, that you are taking a bit of, um, sort of aware time to be aware of whether or not this time is the right time. Friday, for example, is a day for love. So if you're wanting to encourage more love into your life, you might do some sort of thing on a Friday, for example. So these are just some examples of where you can use spells in. I think the main thing to keep in mind is just to have some fun with it and that it doesn't need to be, you know, super serious for lack of a better word. And um, to remember to have to play. And that's, I guess, my own opinion. But um, yeah, again, there's a lot of experts out there if you are wanting some more information. So check out the show notes for that. Wow, lots of good tips in that. Lauren, that was great. Um, 
the love Friday. That's, I didn't know that, <laughs> but it is, yes. um, that's cool. Hey, it's really good to know. I, I didn't yeah. realize that. I learned a lot from that. Um, abundance, chamomile, love. Um, I was going to say, just add to that coriander is really good for decalcifying the third eye. So people are trying to open up their third eye and mm. use their intuition more, which is great in business. Let me just say that, you know, if you've got accountants and people working for you you really need your intuition make sure that everyone's doing the right thing so uh coriander is very good for decalcifying your third eye and when i say third eye it's the pineal gland which controls the third eye that's in the center of your brain and milk thistle you can get milk thistle in tablets um and that can actually decalcify the pineal gland connected to third eye as well so um just another tip in terms of uh yeah, herbs can help with that, but everyone wants to decalcify certainly the pineal gland to help with the third eye because that's your intuition. It's very, very important in business and in life in general. Um, the only thing I was going to say about spells on, because I don't know a hell of a lot about it either, um, is that one of my girlfriends, um, I guess you would call herself a white witch, and uh, she is one of my mentorship clients as well. So I've been working with her for quite a while. And she actually recommended this uh, bowl to me uh, for fertility. And so she recommends little bowls for different things. And when I say bowl, it's basically like a glass bowl. You fill it up with different things. So there's like orange peel, you know, everything as Lauren said is intention. Orange peel, it's, um, you know, rose quartz. I think I had a bunch of crystals, clear quartz in there for clarity. Uh, rose petals, you know, just really beautiful uh, feminine things. And there was some ginger, clove. So a lot of spices and things like that. So I put it all together and I've actually recommended that to a few of my clients and it just smells delicious. And I think there's lemon water in there as well. Lemongrass, I should say. And um, yeah, so I found that to be really, really potent and powerful. And that's um, kind of the only experience I've had with spells, but we have in all of the gatherings that I've done and I've got that activation, as I sort of alluded to at the top of the show on September 11th, we are going to have some people there who are experienced in that sort of thing. And generally what we do is we all get herbs, like most of us are growing herbs in our gardens. We actually cut some herbs. I always bless my herbs before I pick them. So this may be relevant, you know, to what we're talking about today. Um, I bless my herbs. I thank them. I yeah. give them gratitude for producing uh, for us to be able to use them. And then I snip and I feel terrible. And then I, um, we bring them along and we actually put them all in some boiling water. So everyone gets their herbs, puts them all on the boiling water with their intentions. Um, so we all have, you know, an intention, um, whether it's, you know, sharing love with the group or healing or activating or whatever it is. And we put all of that into the little pot, stir it around, and then we all drink from that. So that's a traditional thing oh, that we do in cool. gatherings. Yeah. And it tastes amazing. That. It tastes amazing. Like I'm, I'm putting lavender in, we're putting everything in it. And I'm thinking this is going to taste rubbish. And it doesn't matter what you put in these bowls. It, it always tastes amazing. So that's something that we always do. And, um, you know, it's very, very feminine, beautiful um, to share in that way because everyone has a little intention going into the bowl. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that idea. And I mean, I guess it's around ritual as well. I, I think maybe we could do a show sometime on rituals and mm. altars or something like that. Because, you know, when you kind of take the time to create these small little rituals or these special moments, I mean, really it connects you to your feminine side within, especially when getting together with other women. It takes a moment for you to like step out of your life as you know it and to really just give back and nurture yourself with self-love, which is so important and self-care. And I just think that that's just beautiful. So I love that. All right. So let's get into prayer now. And I'm going to read an excerpt from a book from one of my guests, Julie Ryan. And this is from her book, Angelic Attendant. And I put a link to that in the show notes. If you message her and say you heard the episode on the afterlight, she'll give you this book for free. Okay. So I'll just read this little paragraph from it. It's about the power of prayer. So she says, a couple of years ago, my friend Cherie Jones VR's daughter Leah had surgery. While scanning her, I saw the normal scenario with her guardian angel floating above the head of the anesthesiologist, I can't say that word, the doctor's spirits floating over the heads of the surgeons and lots of family and friends spirits standing in a horseshoe formation at the foot of the operating table. I drew the scene on a piece of paper and gave it to Leah a few days later when I saw her in person. As I was describing my drawing to her, I told her that based on the number of spirits I saw in the operating room, she must have had a lot of people praying for her. Leah told me that that couldn't be accurate because only a handful of people even knew she was having surgery. 
Her mother then asked if Leah's son, who was 10 years old, could have possibly asked his friends at summer Bible camp to pray for her. Leah then realized her son had in fact mentioned he had asked his camp to pray for his mom on the morning of the surgery. Mystery solved. So I don't normally see a person's, oh yeah, that I'll leave it at that. But basically what she was trying to explain and what I learned a lot from that book was that when you do have people praying for you, it does amplify the support that you receive. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, people will say, please pray for so-and-so. Well, I always, I got to say, I always thought, really? But now I understand that if, you know, even 10 people that didn't know about your situation before start to pray for you, that's almost like 10 times the amount of love and support that you're now given. Because, and that would be a reason why I guess a lot of group meditation and you know, that kind of thing would work really well, which I'm sure, Michelle, have you been involved in that sort of stuff before? Like group oh, healing yeah, that's or anything? what my groups are. Um, you know, yeah. that's why I was doing those circles in 2018, just to do that, really. Yeah. Powerful. Yes. Yeah. So I just thought that that was really amazing. And I mean, I know that Great I send example. prayers to people all the time. And if I see a stranger in the street, I'll be like, love and light and send that person prayer and stuff like that. But I don't think I ever really had sort of a tangible story like the one in that book where i realized that you know when you're sending prayer to people it really works you know and um i just thought that that was so cool i'm going to talk a little bit later as well about uh how to create your own prayer book which is something that i'm i'm going to be getting started on um pretty soon here i'm actually just waiting for my journal to arrive in the mail but um, i think when we think about prayer there's no wrong way to pray it's really just putting your intention out there and asking for support or, or putting, you know, your fear, your wish or whatever out there and then and directing it to spirit and then kind of releasing the outcome after that. So, you know, I think that it is important to remember that we're not experiencing life alone. Sometimes we can feel lonely, you know, like you were talking about your client at the beginning of the show. Sometimes we can feel that life is a struggle. Life is a burden. Uh, life is too difficult, but it's important to remember that we're not alone. And, you know, even putting out the prayer of saying the word help me or anything like that, there's no wrong way to pray. And I think that, you know, it's important to kind of understand that no matter whether or not you have a religious affiliation or not, I'm not religious. I identify as being spiritual. I have to label it. Um, I think that it's just important to remember that it is about intention. Like we keep talking about this show. It is about just understanding that, you know, it's safe for you to ask for help and for support and to, um, to take the time out to do that. So there's never going to be a wrong way to pray. I mean, sometimes when I'm driving, I'm like, can you please watch over me? <laughs> you know, cause sometimes I might feel like, Oh, there's, I, I feel like I need a little bit extra support today or something like that. So yeah, I know prayer would be something that you would be that you would be really into too. Um, yeah, it's a really good example. That Julie Ryan example was amazing, Lauren. I really love that story. It's a great story. Oh, that book is amazing because she actually yeah. helps people to transition from death. And she in that story, she talked a lot about her um, her experience with her mom and her mom's passing. And there's like mm. a bubble that goes above her mom's head and all the thousands of people or spirits that came in and the way they formed around her. It's like wow. actually an amazing book. Yeah. Hair raising. Yeah. I'll send it to um, you. Yeah. I had a little example just about, I guess, prayer and, and hospitals and people who were sick and stuff. My dad told me, and he'd done many of these different excursions up to the hospital, but Dad had a lot of uh, stories about miracles and I wasn't involved in a lot of this because I was a bit young, but he and his church friends would go up to hospital if there was someone who was really sick. And he told me many examples of people who weren't supposed to be alive, like were terminal, uh, were very, very ill. And they all went up and they'd stand around the hospital bed. They would all join hands around that person, you know, who was really sick and they would pray and they'd sing, pray oh, and they'd beautiful. sing and they'd, you know, do the Lord's prayer and the whole thing. And um, many of these people were miraculously healed and um, they came out of hospital and, you know, the doctors were like, I don't know what happened, but there's been a shift and um, this person is, is better. We can't explain it. So, you know, dad has um, told me that, you know, my whole childhood and, and sort of growing up about these amazing, you know, miracle stories. So I used to read a lot of books on miracles and I highly recommend that to the listener at home because 
you know, sometimes we need those little stories of like amazing things that can happen, you know, where it's like, you can't explain it. Science can't explain it, but it happened, you know? So I've got a lot of little books on miracles and I'm feeling a little bit down. I might pick one of those up and have a flick through. Um, the other amazing thing that I just really remember, and this is about prayer is, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this and I'll finish with the other, um, the other thing I was going to mention, cause it's a, a pretty amazing story. When people come to see me, Lauren, I always say to them, well, often I say to them, this is a result of your prayer. This is an answer to your prayers. There's a couple of cards in my decks that will indicate that they were praying for this. And, um, and so I say to them, you know, you're here to get confirmation, I guess, you know, cause this was a prayer and they're like, yeah, it was. So more often than not, they come as a result of that. Um, but yeah, past I've loved ones often select me as well, or I will say pretty much every time they select me, even if they come via a referral, I still believe that their loved ones have chosen me because people use their intuition. Most of the time they use their intuition to decide, am I right for them? You know? So the loved ones choose me. And I know that because when I started doing this, I saw them all lining up and they were out in my bedroom, but out the window and out into space. And I thought, wow, I'm going to be working for many, many years um, with that many people that are coming through to me. So, you know, that was a very amazing moment for me when I had just started doing this full time and, and started my business. But the example I wanted to give of prayer is that uh, I had Nikki, one of my amazing friends, um, Marston is her surname. She's amazing. She's a psychic medium. She's booked uh, way ahead of time and she uh, actually came over and did a little psychic mediumship sort of platform thing in my backyard. And I believe I've told this story many, many um, episodes ago, but um, it may have only been fairly brief, but I were in the backyard and I have a little girl in spirit. My little girl had come through and we'd all been very emotional and then um, we're sort of all talking about that. And then all of a sudden, Nikki went, hang on, hang on. Uh, what's going on? And then she's having a conversation. She's always talking you know, around herself and we're all like, oh, do, do, do. But we had all felt, all of us felt something change. Like we felt like our hair was standing up on end or something. We we're in, in my backyard. And she said, all right, I've got an angel here. It's the angel of the mother of the child. So at that time, Lauren, you may remember the story. I think it was like North Queensland where the little child had gone missing and they lived on a property and there was a dam and everyone had been out looking yeah. for this child for like two days, I think. And this was the mother of the baby who was missing. And I think at that point they had just found the body and the mother had a breakdown. And we didn't know this publicly, but that's what the angel was saying to Nikki. And uh, Nikki only really vaguely, vaguely knew the story, but she knew a lot of information from what the angel told her. And anyway, the angel had said, I'm here for the mother. I'm the mother's angel. Um, I need you guys to pray, you know, for the, for the mother because the child's, you know, deceased. And we all kind of went, oh my God, this is like, this is next level. Like we could all feel the emotion. All of us, you know, we're, some of us were crying. Like it was just this real overwhelming emotion. So we all sort of, you know, stopped and we put our heads to, um, down and we sort of closed our eyes and we, you know, said some prayers, you know, individually. And then, um, you know, Nikki said, okay, you know, that, that's done. Um, the angel's going to go to like the next group. This angel is going to groups of like women like us. So it was like a circle. There were men in their group as well, not just women, but going to circles like this all around the world and asking people to pray for this mother. So the angel took off and we all felt it. Like all of us just went, oh my God, oh my God. Like all our hair, it was like static. And the angel took off and went to the next group. So this angel, and I was like, wow, when I was hosting this group, I was just thinking, oh, this is a bit of fun. We're just doing some readings, blah, blah, blah. This angel just landed in my backyard. Like none of us have forgotten that story. Every time I see those people who are involved in that, we all remember that. And it was just the most amazing, moving experience. And I really struggle to hold it together amazing. whenever I tell that story. It still makes me emotional. Even it's now. Beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's so hard to it's, talk about. It is. And, I, and it's also like, it just it's just hard to imagine such a thing also when you're not in it, you know, like for you, you it's, I can feel your emotion from that. It's like, um, it's as though we have this untapped world that mm. we sometimes are reminded is there. And then sometimes we forget about it entirely. Mm. And then we have those moments and those experiences and we go, wow, that's right. There's this whole world that I, sometimes I just got caught up with some stupid drama in my head mm. and I forgot that there's all this support and all this love and, and 
you know, around me for me to tap into. And that's just so powerful. So she must have, yeah, that's just amazing. She must have. Yeah, I just never realized that happened. praying for her. I never, I wouldn't even have imagined that either. I just, yeah, I mean, I know they're around and, you know, they come in and readings a lot and talk to me and communicate, but that, for that to happen, that was just, I didn't realize that. And I didn't realize that, you know, because when we held the circle, I was like, yeah, it was a bit of fun, but I was like, that angel chose our circle. like. Yeah. to come and to ask like us to into your light yeah, yeah. Like you had this beacon and, then, and it went oh there it is yeah and it made us all feel pretty um pretty like like well we're doing something you know like this is something you know that we're doing it's not just sitting here having a nice day you know that was um that was life-changing that was life-changing uh so lauren it's time to get into the spirits up business uh spirits up what am i talking about time for the spirits up um and this is your segment so i, I don't know i just saw my name there and i started talking lauren anyway take it from here it's um, that's your, all good you're sponsoring at this point yes yeah, so this uh this segment of the show has been brought to you by the afterlight institute ignite the light magic and miracles within so the afterlight institute's a community of teachers and students who are seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. So we offer products, resources, and experiences aimed at empowering and encouraging the soul within to grow in light and in love. If you are a spiritual teacher or practitioner that's been building your skills and knowledge for years, and you're ready to share this wisdom with the world, we would like you to apply to become a course creator. All the details can be found in our show notes. So my contribution to this segment today, my friend, is basically to create a bit of a prayer book. Um, What's really funny about this is that I created a prayer book years ago, and I didn't realize that's what it was. Um, And then I was listening to Sonia Choquette's course on um, basically it's it's about, you know, keeping your vibes high. I just blanked on the name for a minute, but I've already put the link to it in the show notes. Um, And so basically what she recommended in it is that you create a bit of a prayer book. So, oh yeah, it's called Trust Your Vibes. So a prayer book is basically like your favorite quotes, your, your prayers, sort of uplifting content that you can put into a book. And so you kind of keep that with you. It's almost like you're creating your own little you know, pep up your own little journal, but it's all about anything that's going to uplift you and make you feel, make you feel good. So one quote that comes to mind for me is by Maya Angelou. And she said, nothing can dim the light that shines within. I just think that's like the most beautiful thing ever. So that would be something that you could write in your prayer book, for example. So I just wanted to encourage our listener at home that if they are looking to get a little bit creative, you can, there's no wrong way of doing it. You really just create it like a scrapbook. Oops, sorry, my phone. You just create it like a scrapbook and um, you know, it's for your own private self. So you don't need to worry about showing it to anyone. You can just, you know, you can have just even pages that just say love, you know, or support or whatever you want um yeah so i just wanted to share that because i just think that that would be a really great way to lift your spirit up Mm, love love that so much um all i was going to say here lauren and you sort of alluded to it earlier is prayer for me is akin to an intention so i just feel like the intention is the most important thing here for the listener at home so if you have good intentions i believe spirit will support you and when I say good, I mean, I don't know that there's good and bad, but, you know, um, I guess there's positive and negative maybe, um, but good intentions, you know, spirit supports you. So uh, spirit guides and loved ones um, is what I sort of address quite often. Um, and loved ones and spirit guides, you know, they're just hanging out. They're just like waiting. Um, that's why the prayer book's a great idea because they want a little job to do. You know, it's nice. I give my spirit guide when I'm doing my readings. Um, he's sitting here. I always give him little jobs to do and my loved ones as well. Hey guys, I need um, a bit of extra cash. You want to go on a little holiday or, you know, we need a new car or whatever it is. Thank you in advance and let it go. And it's, you know, I've got good intentions because I want to be able to, um, you know, drive around, do my job, be of service, you know, that sort of thing. So it's not for greed. It's not, you know, I want a million bucks to um, buy a cruise boat or anything like that. So I feel like, you know, the intentions are are good. Um, And, you know, the spirit guides and loved ones are just hanging out, you know, waiting for you to give them a little liberal task. So you know, definitely give them yes. a little job to do. And I say that pretty much on a daily basis to people. Um, but in terms of books, I just wanted to maybe reference A Course in Miracles because I mentioned miracles before. 
Um, but of course, the miracles was life changing for me, and I know Lawrence had a bit to do with that as well. And I got an abri- um, abridged version, so slightly different, and it sort of got some interpretations and meanings and stuff in it as well. But I just found that that was um, an amazing book for me. Uh, was a course in miracles. So um, the, the prayer book is a fantastic idea, Lauren. And um, yeah, and Michelle probably is going to want to kick my butt after the amount of times I'm talking about the afterlife. But I did interview a guy who's an expert on A Course in Miracles. So I will put a uh-huh. link to that in the show notes. Awesome. Just for our listener at home, because if they want to find out a bit more before they kind of invest in that, yep. uh, or, or they want to know how to, sort of how to go about it. Like Michelle said, she did an abridged version. Mm. So there's a lot of different options for you out there, but I can't, I stand by that also. Such yep. a great suggestion. Really so good. Just really jump. Good. Yeah. yeah. So coming up in the next podcast, right. we're going to be talking about balancing the chakras, chakras, which is going to be fun. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. We're going to be uh, running through that. I did do a little yoga this morning. That's one way to balance your chakras. It's nice to get up in the morning. It was nine degrees, nine degrees doing yoga. It was very your cold. Your exercise routine is impressive. Yeah, I'm coming out of my mouth. Um, so yoga is a great way to do that, but we are going to have some really hot tips and tricks for balancing your chakras. And let me tell you, this is important for business, personal, everything. Balancing your chakras, the whole yeah. lot comes into play. So, uh, Lauren, that has been the business in the front. Oh, hang on. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Wrong podcast. <laughs> that has been, that has been, that's the first time I've done that. You've done that before. That's uh, that funny. has been Spirits Up business podcast we thank you so much for listening we know that your time was precious and it means a lot to us that you have decided to spend your time with us so we want to thank you so much for that if you did love the show please can you leave us a review so that we can continue to spread the message with others and if you'd like to hear anything in particular on the show like a different theme let's say this wasn't up your alley well that's okay let us know what you want us to talk about and uh, if we think that it's a subject that we're able to speak on then we're happy to incorporate that into our uh, into our schedule coming up in the future so again thank you so much for your support have a great day have a great day oh okay i can tell you to know it's like i don't know what to say yeah that's funny i love it have a great day um it reminds me of when i was at hungry jacks have a great day here's your here's your (laughs) that's great god um do you want fries with that all right uh all right well i'll see you next week lauren thank you for a great episode see you next week great